0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, finding the perfect movie or TV show to explain BYU hoops in 2016. The Cougars have a huge game against Colorado tomorrow. Isn't it this one?
1: Assistant coach Terry Nash, Fund Eric Mika's dominance, and how the BYU guards get it going.
0: Plus, Sweet 16 Friday for BYU Women's Volleyball. Mary Lake joins us from Texas, and we're two on one with the BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. Jerem the Stash is gone. Let's go!
2: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by The
1: BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU
0: Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, December 9th, the party's here on the west side. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with elite punter recruiter Jerem Jordan.
1: Listen, it's important to find guys that fit what you do. And if you happen to have an extreme take on uh, fourth downs in your own end zone, that's, that's what, it, what happens. In fact, Kalani Stocky yesterday was asked about what BYU needs in recruiting, and he said this. We need someone that can get a fake punt going well for us on fourth and 19.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm doing that just to get at Johnny because that's my guy. But
0: He is his guy.
1: And Johnny Linehan, Twitter maniac. Said the following. He tweeted, Come on, coach, say it to my face! With the laughing so hard you cry emoji. Oh, I feel I, weird describing it. I the love
0: emoji. that description of the emoji. A laughing so hard you cry yeah.
1: emoji. Yeah. Say
0: it to my face. <laughs> Come on, coach, say it to my face!
1: <laughs> BYU but, does need a guy that converts on fourth and 19. Though.
0: I love that BYU has a head football coach that can poke fun at himself, even though he was going after Johnny a little bit right there. He's, it's self-deprecating humor. I, I appreciate that. I do. Fourth and 19 As from well. your own two didn't go so well. Didn't hurt BYU in the end, which is super fortunate.
1: Well, that'll be the worst play of 2016 in college football. So, in a way, it did hurt. Is
0: that the, <laughs> is that the worst play in the entire college football season? Oh, that's the worst play. Can I get play? a heck yeah from the congregation? Oh, that was man. the worst play. I mean I know it was bad, but I like there are a lot of college football And games.
1: it's fu- it's funny like we we're, we're going to remember a couple of things about 2016. We're going to remember hopefully 9 and 4, four losses by 8 points. We're going to remember Taysom Hill got hurt again. 4th and 19. Those would be some of my memories. Like the those two like It'll be in my top – my top five will be – my top three will be 4th and 19. It's called 4th and 19.
0: The Wyoming safety (laughs) dance is pretty bad, Jerem. For Boise State.
1: No, no, that's not (laughs) in the same league, dude. That's not in the same league. That's not even Jay Keeps 2011 against Utah. With, was the ball dipped in butter? hey but like, what's, what's worse? Up, Kay, not there, top
0: 10. What's worse? That play from Jake Heaps in 2011 or the 4th and 19 <laughs> fake punt? You tell
1: me. Hey, May 7th, that'll be our Twitter no. question because we're going to be bored. No,
0: I want to know what you think right now. Right now? What is worse?
1: Probably 4th and 19. because Really? That, because it
0: didn't hurt BYU. We, we ch- the Jake Heaps play cost him a touchdown.
1: I know. That's the that's the gravy to the potatoes. But guess what? Those potatoes tasted bad.
0: Oh man. Like
1: the the nation doesn't go, well, what happened on that play after? They just go, one more thing, thank you.
0: If you were making a not top ten, what would be number one? Butt fumble, Caitlin Clay, fourth and nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jay keeps? And then Jay that's, Keeps.
1: That's not a, well John John wow. Beck did the same thing against uh San Diego State back in 2004. Five. Five. But it didn't cost them. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It just slipped out of his hands. Jay Keeps, that was a touchdown. That was a 54 10 loss. I'm bringing up all these uh, terrible plays. We need to have just, a, I'm laughing to keep from crying. We need
0: to laugh and have a <laughs> not top 10 show. That needs to happen.
1: Every day is a not top 10 show.
0: What? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't say that. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Today is day two of bowl practice for the BYU football team. Yesterday was the first media availability before the bowl game, and quarterback Tanner Mangum said he is looking to pick up right where Taysom Hill left off.
2: He'll be able to finish the season strong, you know, finish where he started. Yeah, you know, I, I texted him after the after the news, and the story, that we're going to, you know, do whatever we can to make sure that we finish, you know, what, what he started here.
1: Sorry, wait, what? Is Tanner Mangum Kylo Ren now? Grandfather. Uh-huh. I will finish what
0: you started. No, he's he's Bane. I will finish <laughs> what you started. <laughs>
1: I, did he, we tweeted out a picture of uh, Tanner Mangum yeah, as, uh...
0: Your Kylo Ren's Kylo pretty Ren. good, actually. Thanks. You surprise me on a daily basis with your ability to impersonate. I different wish my wife felt the same figures. way about the
1: surprise part.
0: In fact, you sent out a, uh, a Ty Detmer impersonation yesterday, Jerem. Really impressed with that as well. Thank Again,
1: you. Ty responded.
0: Oh, he did. What did he say?
1: He said, "I think he said Jamal." Good one. He said Jamal. <laughs> he Said good one. LOL.
0: <laughs> Gonna throw the
1: ball with Tanner.
0: Let Jamal run the ball, y'all. You can watch post-practice interviews from BYU football featuring Ty Detmer and Tanner Mangum on Facebook.com slash BYUtvSports at 1.30 Eastern. And BYU will finish what Taysom started. Yes, I, I love it. That, I
1: love that you can't hear Kylo Ren either. You're like, didn't we learn a lesson from the Dark night? Rises? Come on. Hey, Men Hoops plays Colorado tomorrow, 10 Eastern time on BYU Radio and ESPN 2. It's a big game for the Cougars. NCAA Tournament at Large Hopes. More on that in a moment. Assistant coach Terry Nashoff joins us coming up.
0: The 13th seeded BYU women's volleyball team in Austin, Texas to take on the University of Texas. Hey, hey, let's go! In the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Women's Volleyball Tournament, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it live on ESPNU. Beat Texas. And
1: Mary Lake's going to join us. 71% of the world is covered by uh, the ocean, right? The other 29% is covered by Mary Lake. Oh, she will generous. join us. Boom, baby. Yeah. The men's volleyball team, huh? Ranked third in the ABCA preseason poll. The Cougars play 10 teams currently ranked in the, uh, I, I guess it'd be nine. The other nine. They're going to play the other nine, apparently. Hey, guess what? Uh, in the preseason
0: UCLA is ranked ahead of BYU. They have 10 games. Yeah. Yeah, That's UCL- weird.
1: Ohio State won, UCLA 2, BYU 3. I think BYU should have been 2, but UCLA is always overrated. Except oh, men's not, basketball not, not this year. In, not just in good.
0: football, but in men's volleyball. In,
1: in everything. There you go. Okay? But they have won a lot of national titles, so I will give it to them there.
0: Hey, just want to say say hi to Steve Alford, by the way, too. Jonathan Tavernari also says hi. Yes, yes. Rise (laughs) and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball, the movie. An NCAA tournament resume-building opportunity for the Cougar Hoopsters tomorrow. They're preparing to host the Buffaloes of Colorado, as we just mentioned, who just upset 13th-ranked Xavier It looks like right now a shot at an RPI top 50 win for BYU when the season is said and done. Now, yes, this early in the season, games like this do affect what happens in March for the tournament selection committee and seating. BYU Hoops alum and radio analyst Mark Durant offered up his thoughts on what this game tomorrow means for BYU. You need
2: marquee wins. I think they have to get both Colorado and Illinois to have any at-large type of hopes. Uh, you know, maybe you can somehow sweep Gonzaga or St. Mary's, and so you make it, make a claim for it in that respect. I don't know that that's going to happen.
0: Listen, in regard to tomorrow, Ken Pomeroy, the basketball statistician, likes BYU's chances, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation
1: stat of the day. Ken Pomeroy gives BYU a sixty percent chance of beating Colorado. I I think that's a good number. 60%. Now, there was a game that was a 99% win probability earlier in the year. It happens. It's just a number. At the end of the day, you got to play that game, right? Here's the good news about this game that I like. This is a big game, like you said. It's at home. Yes. So before the season, that was one of those that you're like, okay, BYU's got to win that. It's at home. So in March, we'll see how Colorado is, but they just beat Xavier. That's a really good win. Xavier's the X-Men are good, right? Colorado in the Marriott Center, young BYU team, hungry, scrapping. This is a big opportunity for the Cougars to get one of those games on the resume. And the Cougars need it. The, Coug- the Cougars are hoping that Princeton wins the Ivy, and that's a, that's a top 50 win. Last year, that was a top 50 RPI team that didn't even make the NCAA tournament. You're hoping that's good. BYU was hoping to get Valpo. That was a loss. BYU was uh, hoping to avoid a kind of Utah Valley loss. That happened. So BYU has to make up for it in some way. There's still time.
0: They can make up for it with wins against Colorado
1: and Illinois. And St. Mary's and Gonzaga are looming, right? And they're good. By the way, St. Mary's lost last night by 14 or 15 at home to Texas Arlington. UT Arlington. Arlington was a uh, top 75 team coming in, Ken Pomps. So they're not terrible. But so St. Mary's is maybe a little more vulnerable than we thought. We always won in, in Spokane the last two years. You, you'll see it play out. I I just don't want to be in a position where... If BYU loses Saturday, where they have to do some real damage against St. Mary's and Gonzaga, I would like to have a little bit of allowance in conference play.
0: Point is, it's a Friday, Jeremy. It's game day eve. Yeah, yeah, We need to have some fun in regard with BYU basketball, which brings us to our Twitter question.
1: What movie or TV show best describes the BYU hoop season at this point? Use the hashtag BYUSN. This never fails. When we go to the what movie or song or whatever, this never fails. At Laser Sheep. Oh, brother, where art thou? Because the title, slash three-point shooting, BYU okay. on a journey, Karnowski equals John Goodman. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's big. Yeah, yeah well, he's, he's
0: worked his way into the show again. What's up, Shemek? <laughs> Jerem, what do you got? Which movie or TV show? I go
1: with Inception. This, in, a, in a world rated R. This season seems like a dream, right? Eric Mika's playing like a lottery pick. Buey lost to Utah Valley. Emery and Haas right now are struggling a little bit from the three-point line. That's, that's a little weird. Buey's running out of time as they go deeper and deeper into the non-conference dream, if you will, right? Oh, wow. Wait, wow. and Gonzaga's better? St. Mary's is better? Even though they lost last night? I, w- I want to wake up, but I'm not sure if this is real or a dream. I'm, I'm spinning a basketball on my finger, and I'm not sure if it's going to tip and then, over And not. then the
0: movie cuts away before and the you mo- know. Then the, then the movie cuts away!
1: Does it spin forever? I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch this play out, though. That's the-, that's the fun part.
0: For me, it's Groundhog Day, circa 1993, Jerem. Mm. First of all, let's start with 93. You know what BYU basketball was in 93? Fun. They were a post-heavy team. They had good big oh. men. Russell Larson, Ken Roberts, Shane Knight, and of course, Mark Durant played on that 1993 team. You
1: mentioned him fourth, though.
0: Post-play is the strength of BYU Hoops in 2016 right now. Statistically... Uncanny comparisons. This is nuts. In 93, BYU shot 31% from the three-point line.
1: How about that? Wait, was it the Reed brothers? Were they on that team?
0: They were both on that team, yes. Are you
1: saying uh, Emory and Hauser are the Reed brothers right now?
0: No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying One of them the, is per- lefty. the percentages are similar. Mm. BYU shot 74% from the free-throw line that year. What's been really good for BYU basketball this year?
1: Free-throw like shooting. This is... We can't get the rights to Stranger Things, so this is the song we have. Yes. Seen. Okay.
0: And BYU as a team in '93 shot really well from the field overall, mm. 49%. When BYU's you're post-heavy,
1: yeah. When you're post-heavy, you, you make should, a lot of
0: layups. You yeah. have a good field goal percentage, oh, yeah, but, right? Yeah. Okay. Next, the premise of Groundhog Day is that the same thing happens every day, right? All of the coaches have said this team practices well every day. We've n- we've not had a bad practice. Okay. Consistency. The same things happen every game. Eric Meek has been great. One of three guys that averages 21-8 and eight in the country. They've been consistently good from the free throw line. They share the ball well every game. And they're not shooting well from the three-point line. It's like the missing element, right? It's
1: is just to be able to go inside and then kick it out and get good open looks. BYU's right there. That's the thing. I don't feel like BYU's like way off where they need to be, right? If BYU gets a win against Colorado Saturday... It's going to feel great. BYU's going to have a week off. They're going to take finals. They're going to finish that. They're going to go to Chicago. They're going to play Illinois and be in a good spot. Tomorrow's game means a lot.
0: You know what I expect tomorrow? More of the same. Good post play. Pretty good free throw shooting. A lot of team assists. Good ball movement. Good offense. 30% shooting from the three-point line. And in the end... A happy ending in the form of a win against Colorado. Who's Ned Ryerson? That's the real question in your analysis. Well, uh, I was going to say that. The, there are parts where you want to lose your mind in that movie, and, and that has happened this year with BYU, like the Utah Valley situation, and parts where you feel like punching Ned Ryerson. <laughs> that might have been you, last you, year, right? That, that that was last year. Who do you want
1: to punch? <laughs>
0: Frustrating parts, okay? (laughs) Pass. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just saying. We're going to skip past that. But ultimately, the movie ends well. The movie ends well. The movie movie does end well. It's a happy ending in that movie. I think it's going to happen tomorrow for BYU with a win over Colorado. Let's find out what you think. Use the hashtag BYUSN. But not before we go for two. Can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right. We do it before every game. We make two predictions about the approaching BYU basketball game and see if they come true. Right now, I'm plus three on (laughs) Jerem, 17 and 19 on the season. Number one, I say LJ Rose will have a three by six. And by that, I mean at least six points, six rebounds, and six assists.
1: At his peak this year, that's been where he's been at. And I think if LJ Rose is rebounding the ball and distributing – effectively, that's BYU at its best.
0: Six points, I, I like that one. six rebounds, six assists. It I'm calling for three-by-six from LJ Rose. Okay, number two, BYU will hold Colorado under their season average of 43.3% shooting from the field.
1: That'd be a winning a number.
0: Yes. I like BYU's energy and their defensive effort. Recently, I think they're going to come out strong against Colorado.
1: All right, my first one's super bold. Eric Mika will have a double-double. Oh, get out of here.
0: Oh, just that stinks so much. That stinks Care- Careful, so Terry Nash
1: is coming up here in a minute. We don't want to that's cho- choke him out.
0: Really? You think Eric will have 10 and 10? Yeah. Oh, And number Gerald. two,
1: four different BYU players will make a three. They've struggled from three. I think there'll be some diversity uh, in how many different guys get a three-point make. Four different BYU players will make a three.
0: I'm okay with that one, but the first one just stinks, oh, yeah. oh, so much. Oh, I'm behind
1: by three. <laughs> Listen, i got to take the points. I can't be going... I can't be... Going for on fourth and going for two? Was that a, a, la- was oh, that a pass man. option?
0: That's a layup, dude.
1: I know. I need some layups. I'm down three, man. Holy cow. Wait, like BYU basketball struggling from three. You're like, keep shooting threes. No, no, get the ball inside. That's Go- what I'm doing with my picks.
0: Going for two brought to you by BYU Dining Services. Chef-driven, student-powered. Yeah, that's not a good meal on your end, man. You, you just You just dished up some stinky food on that one, okay?
1: That's what I can afford right now, <laughs> down three, man. <laughs>
0: Coming up on BYUSN, we're two-on-one with the now clean-shaven, no-mustache for Mangum P.I. Tanner Mangum to talk bowling in more than one way. But first, it's basketball with men's assistant head coach Terry
1: Nashif. He's reading our book about the 1984 football team. Look at him.
0: That's such a cool book. He even has glasses on. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, use the hashtag BYUSN and answer this question. What movie or TV show best describes the BYU hoop season at this point?
1: It's a can't-miss question. I love it. Because we always get great tweets. We'll get to those coming up. Hey, coming up uh, tomorrow night, 10 Eastern time, it's the guys on a buffalo versus the cougars. BYU in Colorado. ESPN2, BYU Radio, 10 Eastern.
0: Tomorrow night, huge game for BYU. Yeah, Ralphie's going down. This tweet in from <laughs> at Jeff Beathers, answering today's Twitter question. Let's be honest. There is only one answer to this question. Hail, Caesar! Hashtag, swish! Swish! There it is. <laughs> I,
1: I love it so that, much. That is, that is is uh, cogitated.
0: <laughs> Joining us now, our first guest on this Friday, who just endured quite the... Uh, fully loaded opening segment of the show.
3: And I give him props for, First
0: guess, no pressure. for putting up with that. Terry Nashiff. What's up guys? BYU Basketball. Welcome we back to the show, Terry. It
3: was a great session. I, I, I noticed it was hoodies. You know, you had one Kalani had a hoodie on. I didn't bring my hoodie game today, but uh, next time, next time.
0: That's yeah. okay. Now I do have a question about your, I, I hear a lot about your wardrobe. You get a lot of attention about that from your players and from your fellow coaches do you, how big is your closet, man? Because I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen you wear the same thing twice.
3: It's not that big because I get rid of stuff quickly. Oh, so okay. I wear it a couple times and then it's gone. So I've got some relatives and some friends that are trying to get into my size and uh, <laughs> they've been the beneficiaries. How's your foot, man? It's way better. I'm walking around and it feels better. Coach Shork is is putting me through some stuff that's painful, but it's uh, good pain.
1: Are you a uh, better coach with an injured foot or with a healthy foot?
3: Uh. I think it's the same. People ask, how can you coach when you're on the scooter? And I can still yell on a scooter. so <laughs> Didn't affect the larynx.
0: Yeah, it doesn't yes. affect the vocal cords that yes. much.
3: Our Twitter question today, what TV show or movie is BYU basketball right now? Do you have a thought on that? Thought on that. I've got a uh, couple thoughts on that. Okay. I think uh, there's a couple things that come to mind. This Is Us, you guys seen that show? Yes. Awesome. Yes. And yeah. I think uh, if you just took This Is Us and just watched the beginning of it, everyone kind of wants the end, what it's going to look like. And there's a lot of stuff and struggles that happen in the beginning. And uh, so I'd go there. Great show, by the way. And then I'd also go fix her upper And uh, you know that this this project is going to turn out great. They get in there. They have all the designs. They have all these plans. And then all of a sudden, you know, Chip calls Joanna and says, hey, we found termites. We found this. And then he always makes Joanna call, like the, <laughs> the, the owners, and say, hey, you need to find some money and fix this. We need to do it right. And... Uh, I think we had a little bit of that. Elijah going down and not being a part of this is a huge deal. wasn't talked about a lot. I liked that before the season that he wasn't talked about because everyone was talking about different players. And if you came to our practice last year, he was spectacular. And so we were kind of we kind of had that in our pocket that hey, this kid's really going to help this team. He's done some things as a freshman, player of the year in his conference, and then not having him after planning on it the whole time has been it's been a, a huge deal. I'm excited when he comes back. I'm excited to see how this finishes and how it ends up, and I think it's going to be great.
0: When do you expect him to get back and start playing uh, at his level?
3: Obviously, he came back. He was dragging that thing around. You guys saw it, shooting a ton of three-point shots. That's not his game. He's a good shooter, but he's a penetrator. He's always on attack and puts Mm -hmm. pressure on defenses like we haven't seen very much here before. And uh, he would have to settle, but just because he couldn't explode off that leg. And uh, so he's getting it better. He's getting it right. Uh, Don't know when it'll be, but uh, we're excited for that.
1: What kind of challenge is Colorado tomorrow night in a big game in the Marriott Center?
3: Great team. We played them last year, and they, they're going to you know, go up and down. Uh, huge win for them, beating Xavier. Um, and we're excited for the challenge. It'll be at home. Guys will be excited. And uh, we'll see what they do to us. its uh, It's been interesting to see. You guys I'm watching your segment. A lot of talk about the post play. A lot of talk about the guard play. And one thing that I would interject is a lot is determined by – what the defenses are doing, and uh, we're really taking what they they give us. You talk about teams where a reason that our post guys are shooting so well and playing so well is these guards are guarded. I mean, there's a lot of space down there for these bigs to play, and they've been tremendous. You watch what we did last week against Weber State. Early, they came with the monster heavy. TJ bangs a couple threes. Nick hits a three. Whoa, we're done with the monster. Let's see if twos can beat us, and twos beat them. Twos have beat them six times, three times they haven't. And uh, so the, a lot of that is determined. You took you look at a, a team that Valpo monstered us a ton, and uh, that was their plan, and uh, kicked that thing out. You guys remember, wham, 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 hitting those threes. Yeah, shot the three uh, well in that game. Exactly. UVU came in. They monstered every possession. Nick went for 37. Uh, there's a big deal about give and take, what they're giving us, what they're not. That's why we love this team. It's balanced. Uh, it's young, and uh, there's a lot of different things that go. USC, they did something different. They zoned us. And uh, this is actually the best team that we've had against Zone uh, in practice. I love this team, the way they move the ball. It's unselfish and things. I think if I were evaluating what that was, and it changed at halftime, um, the Staples Center had a big deal with that. You take a young team into the Staples Center on that stage, and it was uh, we were a little bit locked up, a little bit frozen, a little bit. I mean, we were turning that thing over like I haven't seen us do before. And so I would attribute that to uh, youth in the Staples Center. They turned the corner in the second half, and it was better, but Defenses are doing different things to us, and uh, I'm proud of these guys the way they're handling it.
1: You talk about the Staples Center and that environment. Is there concern going to the United Center then for that, that same idea?
3: I think there will be when we get to that game. That's a pretty cool facility. But yeah. uh, we've been in the Staples. We've been through it. Uh, we're really, really concerned about Colorado right now. I'm not really thinking about that game. But you, you put these kids in these big NBA environments, and it's, it's a different situation. You guys talk about the youth, but I don't know if anyone really talks about youth. They say youth, but they say, yeah, they're youth, but they're really talented. And youth is a real issue that we're trying to work through that's exciting. This team has two seniors. Yeah, yeah, and, and we're missing we, – you talk two seniors and then you talk where's the juniors and you talk about – you know what I mean? We're talking about freshmen, sophomores mm-hmm. that are getting in the guts. And so it's a, it's a young team that it's fun to coach, guys. Love working with these guys. They're great. They listen. They're trying. And uh, they're fighting, and I, I love it.
0: I don't know how surprised we really should be because Dave Rose was here in this studio saying this team will do some things that make you say, wow, okay. And then there will be some moments where you're like, okay, what, what was that? Like, what, what was that all about? So, he, I mean, he, he, it's almost like he, he knew and we need to go back to the fact that he, he expected this type of growth. Tomorrow, Colorado, and everyone wants to talk about, well, you got to build that resume. How much will tomorrow's game and the result thereof affect – that postseason resume
3: let's talk about this I think that that there's a few things that are maybe hindering this team one is kind of the outside uh expectations or things let these kids be kids let them develop let them play let them have fun let's go and they're just feeling this pressure that you know a shot doesn't go in. you can almost see it in their eyes like oh my gosh we're letting down whatever's supposed to happen Mm -hmm. I think when you talk about a resume you got to talk about that late. It used to be late and it's getting early and early. We're talking about resumes in April it's crazy, right? for the next year. Yeah. This thing is way, I mean, pretty soon we're going to be talking about two years in advance resumes. We have a show every day, uh, Jerry. We need this. <laughs> 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 I'd love to come on and chat, we're man. Let's, let's, let's talk hoodies. Let's oh. talk these things. But, but I will yeah. say this, you take, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this with the resume. Tomorrow's a big, important game because we need to get better. We need to play well in the merit center. We need to take whatever challenge they give us and, uh, and rise to the occasion. I think when Elijah comes back, if he's a tremendous player, I think that comes into play. When sure. they say, hey, we've had this kid healthy, these games, we've had this. And the teams in our league are really good. You're talking about UT Arlington uh, beating St. Mary's last night. That's, that's a, probably a good thing where you can say, hey, they've been beat before. UT Arlington went to Texas and won. Uh, they're really good. Yeah, And uh, great, really well coached. And so it's exciting. I, I love going to battle with these guys. And uh, it's uh, – There's going to be some successes. It seems like, like you said, every other, you know, every game, someone's hanging from the rim with a spectacular play, and then something's going bad, we're thinking, what's going on? It's just youth, and uh, youth, that ends quickly, you know, as you start getting into game 10, 11, 12, 13, and they start getting used to it and getting comfortable, so I'm excited.
1: Dave Rose, after uh, Wednesday's game, said, offensively, we have a lot of work to do. What's some of the work you have to do with the offense?
3: I think our offense is different. You guys know that. We're playing two post guys. We're throwing that in. We changed quite a bit the other, game, the other night. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we're up jumping around, calling plays all the time, and uh, the thing was really slowed down. Help with youth, help with shot selection, help with a few things. Very get them efficient. a little more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, if you can get, find ways to get layups for teams, it really takes the pressure off. Mm-hmm. You have to make hard baskets. That's what you want to do defensively. When I was working on the defense, make the other team make hard baskets. Eliminate the easy ones. And offensively, we try to get a lot of easy baskets – and then it just helps out with all the other points that you're trying to get. You can get them in transition. You get them in sets. We were able to lay the ball up quite a few times against Weber, who's a good defensive team, and uh, really proud of their execution. So it's a, it's a work in progress, like always, but uh, it's a really fun work in progress.
0: Eric Mika is doing a lot of things well and a lot of things right, and I, I know that we had high expectations as a collective BYU fan base for what he was going to bring back off of his mission, but... I mean, did you, at this
3: point, expect him to be where he is right now
0: off of a mission?
3: I'll tell you, he had a tremendous summer. I don't know if you can expect this because he's playing so well. (sighs) Tremendous summer. You look at his body. I mean, you just look at his arms. You look at his shoulders. You look at what he can do down there. The mustache. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you get close enough, you can see that mustache. The (laughs) blondie, yeah. But... But the thing that's really impressed me with Eric is his maturity. You look at what's happened in a few games, and Weber is a very good example of that. Early, he struggled. Part of it is they brought a little bit more help. They were really walking under him, and uh, he's a hard guy to officiate because he's a skilled big guy with a lot of power. And so when he gets moved, you wonder what's going on. And they were really walking under him, especially in the first half, and it really bothered him. And then you look down the stretch, and he just took over the game. They said, hey, we're going to make him win the game for you guys, and that's exactly what happened. He did. It's exactly what I – you saw the switch turn. He was frustrated. You could see it in his eyes, and then he just changed, and that shows maturity. When you don't have a game where you're away the whole game, when you have a game where you can change the look in your eye mid-game, that's a really big deal. Got an offensive rebound that was huge for us. uh, Made some plays, and then shooting free throws really well. You guys talked about free throw shooting, but that's Mm -hmm. really helped this team.
1: What's the best way um, to increase three-point efficiency right now?
3: Um. Make more three-point shots. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's really what Genuinely, my mind goes yeah, to, is yeah. to, to make more that. of them. Thank so, you for that. I, I think a couple yeah. things can happen. One, How do you make more threes, Terry? One, one is, is space the floor. I think they're going to show more attention to Eric because he's proven that he can beat six teams. You know what I mean? We can throw that thing in there. You watch the high lows to Yo. Yoli has been tremendous, mm. guys. I mean, a young, athletic, talented kid that is just getting better every game. And you saw what he did. He's holding guys off, grabbing that thing finishing around the rim, they're going to have to spend more time down there and that's going to open up the floor and we're going to start knocking those in.
0: Terry, we appreciate the time. We know how busy you are, and uh, we give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to help the uh, foot continue to heal and to go and take care of business against Colorado tomorrow.
3: Love it. Love being on the show, and I uh, really appreciate it. Terry thanks, Nash, thanks for ladies out, and gentlemen, for that
0: last answer. Hey, no, <laughs>
3: he needs more of that. He,
0: he needs more of that. I want those Com- shoes. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we'll talk more women's volleyball in the Sweet 16 plus two on one with quarterback Tanner Mangum. Welcome back, sports friends, on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. There's more to come
1: later. Holler! At 1.30 Eastern Time, we'll be live on uh, Facebook Live or Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports for post-practice interviews from BYU Football Practice. So check that out, Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports, 1.30 Eastern Time.
0: Hey, if you missed your BYU Sports Nation headlines at the top of the show... We're going to do it again right now, starting with this. Today, day two of bowl practice for BYU football. We had our first opportunity with media availability at the players and coach yesterday, and quarterback Tanner Mangum, no surprise, said he's looking to pick up right where Taysom left off.
2: he be able to finish the season strong, you know, finish what he started. You know, I, I texted him after the, after the news and just told him that we're going to you know, do whatever we can to make sure that we finish you know, what, what he started here.
1: Grandfather, I will finish what you started. Yes, Kylo Taysom Ren. Hill, 26 years old. Grandfather, I
0: will finish what you started. Once again, post-practice <laughs> interviews on Facebook.com slash BYUtvSports, 1.30 <laughs> Eastern. He will finish what you started. Men's
1: Hoops plays Colorado tomorrow. The guys on a Buffalo, 10 Eastern time in Provo on BYU Radio and ESPN2. Big game for the Cougars NCAA tournament at large hopes. Terry Nash dropping some dimes of knowledge Ooh. in the last segment saying it's going to be okay. And this is a young team. They're being guarded. tough. Yeah. The
0: three point shooters opening are opening up. Guarded.
1: In the yeah. Eric Mika is incredible right now. Yeah. Great stuff. With Terry Nash.
0: Oh man. He brought up some fantastic points in regard to, well, look when they have guarded the post and have allowed us to shoot three pointers, things have gotten better. They've shot okay. Interesting stuff. The 13th-seeded BYU women's volleyball team in Austin to take on Texas in the Sweet 16. Watch that match in the NCAA Women's Volleyball Tournament 4 Eastern on
1: ESPNU. And the men's volleyball teams ranked third in the ABCA preseason poll. The Cougars will play 10 teams. They'll have 10 matches, I think, against teams currently ranked in the
0: preseason poll this season. All right, Tanner Mangum. Has switched things up in preparation for the bowl game, starting with the fact he shaved his mustache.
1: What? I got a ton of attention. He should talk to Eric Mika about that.
0: Yeah, he probably should. He had a decent mustache. uh yeah, when you look, because you could see it. Yeah, you
1: that's the key to a mustache—to be able to see if it. If You
0: can see it, then it's okay, right? Anyway, I can't. I can't speak. We went two-on-one BYU Sports Nation style with the now-starting quarterback of BYU football to discuss bowling in more than just one way. Let's first address the 200-club t-shirt that you are wearing, because we just learned that you bowled a 227.
2: Wow. In a bowling class on campus? In a bowling class, yes. Probably the best class you could ever take. It's like a half credit, yeah. but it's a good stress release, especially during final time. You can... Go to your bowling class, bowl a couple games, and then on to your next class. More clutch, your two hundred plus, or either of the hail marys left. <laughs> the two hundred go was probably harder to do. <laughs> Seriously? Oh yeah. Oh, you- I mean the hail mary, you just throw it up and they catch <laughs> it. But bowling, I mean, it, 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 it was stressful. But I got, I got lucky, just just rattling off <laughs> strikes, so
0: though. many strikes in a row to get over. You don't. 200. You
2: don't get lucky to get over two hundred. Come on, man. What? Well, I don't know. It was just. It was. Uh, I mean, I haven't gotten two twenty seven since though. So I gotta. Got to pick it back up.
0: Are you the best bowler on the football team?
2: I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of depends. I know um, Micah Hanneman, he's pretty good. Um, Mike Shelton. Mike Shelton's actually pretty good. Mike Shelton? Yeah. Okay. Philip Amone, he's good. Um, we got a few good bowlers on the team. We so. need to determine I, I, this yeah.
0: after the football season is yeah, over.
2: That's something we need That's to That's a good team activity, like a bowling tournament. So Absolutely. we'll
0: see. <laughs> yeah, to <dead> bowling <laughs> yeah, tournament. Let's
1: do it. Jason Mill goes down in the Utah State. You come in Uh, now. You're the starter for the bowl game. What's the last couple
2: weeks been like for you? I mean, it's it's kind of just. uh, I mean, kind of been in in segments, I guess you could say. You know, obviously, I felt terrible when I found out that he was going to be out. You know, for so long, and it just it just sucks. You know, he's already been through so much, and to see him go through it again, you know, hurts. You know, you just. You just feel bad for him, you know, just because you, you know that would suck to be in that position, and and he's already, you know, been through a lot. So we're hoping that he can, you know, have a speedy recovery. But knowing him, they, he'll he'll get through it. Um, but then it's just kind of okay, like all right, now I got to get ready and focus up, and, uh, and then start start studying the film, looking at Wyoming, uh, meeting with Coach Demer to go over some new plays we're putting in, a little bit different game plan. So and now I'm you know really excited being you know, able to throw with the guys, and then. Today practicing felt good, so I think everyone's kind of itching to get get there. Bowl, the bowl prep always is tough; it's a test of patience. You know, we got a couple of weeks, just gotta wait it out and take it. You know, one day at a time, get better each day. And but I think we're we're feeling good. We're excited.
0: How different will the offense be now that you are the starter and you'll have had almost four full weeks to prepare for the start?
2: I mean, there'll be some differences just because of skill set. You know, I'm not the runner that Taysom is, so probably not as much zone read and not as much um qb run you know design quarterback runs but um but overall you know the same goal in mind to dominate the run game feed jamal get him the ball make sure we're establishing that the line of scrimmage and then being able to, to throw off that and, and we have a little bit more passing i think you know just, it, it depends obviously coach is really good at adjusting as the game goes on and and taking what the defense gives us so we can't predict like you know what it's going to be like but um you know, there'll be some subtle differences, but overall, they, the same with the same, you know, goal in mind. You hope that it's the same, but it's I, I'm
1: guessing that it's not. Being named the starter, knowing you're the starter, versus going into a game as the backup. What's
2: what's the difference mentally? There, there's a difference, I think. Um, Especially when it comes to practice. Being able to get all the reps in practice is huge. You know, as the backup, you don't get many. You get a few plays here and there. So you don't feel quite as confident, just because you don't have the, the repetition. Mm. And um, so then you get thrown into a game a little bit cold, and you kind of have to get your feet you know, under you. Whereas you know, when, you, when you get a full week of practice, you get all the reps and everything. That, that builds your confidence, because you know you've ran the plays you know, a lot. You've, you've repped it with all the guys, so you know what you're doing. And uh, so it, that helps. I think that just naturally builds some confidence. So I'm, I'm feeling good about that. That'll definitely help. And um, so I'm excited to get going here, start practicing every day, and just get that, that confidence down.
0: To quote Jamal Williams, he said, Tanner Mangum is ready as the quarterback. What has the reception overall been like from your teammates since you were named the guy for the bowl game?
2: I think nothing's really changed. I think we just, we've just we kept that same mindset of no matter who's in, we're going to go win the game. You know, we, we have that belief. And... Um, you know, I I agree with Jamal. I'm ready. You know, I, I feel good, and I think the guys know that. It, regardless, regardless of who's in, as long as we do our job, as long as we execute, then um, you know we'll be tough to stop. So it, it doesn't it doesn't come down to you know one position. Um, obviously, the quarterback position carries with it a lot of pressure and notoriety and things like that. But when it comes down to it, there are 11 guys on the field at a time. So as long as each guy's doing their job, you know we've got the skill set, we've got the um, the talent to do it.
0: Tanner Mangum bowling 227 in the lanes. And, and no
2: more mustache, by the way. What happened? Yeah. It's gone. It wasn't my best look. It was fun while it lasted. But it was better than Eric Mika. Uh, I'll, I'll let the fans decide. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're bowling in San Diego, too, yeah. technically. Uh, oh, month, nice right? connection. Yeah. It's bowling right. season. It, yeah. is, it is bowling season. Thanks, Tanner. Okay, thanks, guys. Tanner Mangum bowled a 227. Can we just understand how difficult that is? Eight strikes in a row. I'm more impressed by that than the Hail Marys.
1: Like you said, what's more clutch? He's like, Oh, bowling! You just hail marys. You just throw it up. The catch. It.
0: Twenty pounds heavier, <laughs> stronger. Says he feels a little bit faster, wiser too. And BYU fans' hopes and expectations for Tanner have certainly uh, increased along with his body weight.
1: Yeah, I think they're pretty low. Uh, kind of like the Lone Peak Three in this basketball team. No one really expects uh, BYU to do anything, and uh, you know, hopefully, they make the uh, postseason win. You know.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Nation. Not. We'll take the karma train to Texas. Austin, specifically, when we talk to the freshman libero star, Mary Lake, ahead of the Cougars' appearance in the Sweet 16.
1: It's so sweet, Spencer.
0: It's poetic. It's Longhorns. Beat Beat the Longhorns. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: How them, Spencer.
0: BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan on a Friday in Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And remember, Jerem, you got to get your groove on before you go get paid. That's right. I never
1: forget that. Hey, coming up uh, next Saturday, December seventeenth, we'll be live from San Diego, discovered by the Germans, uh, with a two-hour special from six to eight Eastern, live from the BYU Fan Fest. If you're in the area, come party with us. In America's finest city. We're stoked. We're going to be in San Diego for the bowl game.
0: There will be some yogging in San Diego. I believe it's a
1: soft J. Yes. Apparently, Apparently, you just run. You just run. It's great.
0: (laughs) What movie or TV show best describes BYU basketball and their season at this point? At that Wiley guy, 91, says The Princess Bride, because at ERC 95, Eric Mika is so good it's inconceivable. You fool. <laughs> you hear that, Princess? Those are the shrieking eels. <laughs> that's what I felt like the five thousand plus little kids were oh, in the Marriott yeah. center the other day. For real. Yes. Well, that's the
1: banshee, but it was that time the five thousand eels. Can you imagine four of those
0: people? Can you imagine five thousand of those people? Oh. Unbelievable sound. Unbelievable sound. Joining us now, BYU women's volleyball libero Mary Lake yeah. on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Let's go! Live from Austin, Texas. It's Sweet 16 game day. Mary, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, guys. Do you know the history with Texas in terms of BYU beating them in football, basketball, soccer, in the Final Four, and volleyball? Like, are, are you up to date on all of that?
4: Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty aware, mostly from volleyball. But I was talking to... Um, Chad Lewis at lunch the other day, and he kind of was hyping us all up and kind of cued us in on the history.
1: It's been a fun uh, kind of pseudo-rivalry here. Um, Can you confirm or deny the following? Is Taysom Hill with you guys in Austin?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not with us. Maybe if I haven't seen him, but I don't think he's with us. Okay,
1: just checking. I was hoping he would uh, make it just to help. (laughs) What's the conversation like as you guys get ready for uh, a matchup that I think BYU wanted uh, in the Sweet 16 uh, against Texas.
4: Um, you know, just a lot of excitement, um, treating it like any other game. I don't know, it's just another team. It's another day playing volleyball, but we're definitely excited, and there's kind of a unspoken aura around the game, so we're pretty pumped.
0: What do you know about Texas and their volleyball team this year?
4: Um, they're definitely physical. They're always a really physical team. Good. Um, they have a really good offense, and I don't know. We're we think we're going to match up well against them. We have um, done our scouting reports, but nothing really different. They're just another volleyball team.
1: <laughs> Who's more ready to play your knee brace, Amber, or you, Mary?
4: <laughs> um, me, obviously. My knee brace has been the best. Um, I don't know me. She, How do she, I get right? My knee brace doesn't play. I play all the time. It's what? not her. It's me. What's the
1: origin of the uh, of the name Amber for the knee brace? Because that's not weird at all.
4: Um, it was. It mostly started as a joke. I think you guys were the ones that blew it up. Oh, we we absolutely blew it up. We blew it up. It was like a joke in the winter term because I was just talking. I don't know. I like to name things. That's weird. I should not. I've admitted.
0: No, Barry, you be <laughs> you. You do your do thing. Do your thing. Okay. We love it. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, you feel like BYU matches up well with the Longhorns. Why do you feel like that?
4: Um. Well, they, like, obviously have their strengths and their weaknesses, and we just, I don't know, I think it'll be a good match. We'll just see how we play. We serve well. They are a really good offensive team, and we'll see how our defense matches up with them.
1: Five straight Sweet 16s is incredible. There was a national championship uh, game appearance as well in there. Why is this team not content with just the Sweet 16?
4: I don't know. It's five years in a row. We kind of want – are hungry for more. I don't know. Being Getting to the Sweet 16 is a big accomplishment, and obviously we'll go as far as we work for. But
0: what's we'll the, Yeah, what's the atmosphere around the team right now? Because you're the clear underdog today so how do, how do things feel
4: um i don't know i don't really feel like they feel any different everyone keeps asking like are you ready to play texas and it just feels like another volleyball game we do the exact same things we have our routines and definitely it's exciting because we're at texas and this team has a great record for going far in the tournament but it's just any other volleyball trip
0: what's the best part of the underdog role
4: Um, I think going, being able to go out and play free, I don't know. We don't really use, I don't think we've used the term underdog here once just because anything can happen in the tournament, but definitely it's an exciting game because we haven't really, we've played really great teams, but, um, this kind of grand feeling is exciting.
0: Mary Lake with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us live from Austin, Texas, Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, shall we? Have you heard of the karma, Mary?
4: What is this? this I'm is, so confused.
3: This
0: is the <laughs> this is the Gregorian chant. This is where I sound like it's <laughs> good luck. That's are
1: those what it monks?
4: Is. Oh, those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
1: have monks live in Studio B. They sing on demand. It's great.
4: Oh, that's awesome.
1: You're yeah. you're gonna have a great game now. That's what happens. You, you, we give you the you come on the show. You get karma. You play really well. We we never give it to. Players that stink, so that's the funny part about this. <laughs> but good players get even better, so you're going to have a great match tonight.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. I guess it's um, this
1: afternoon, 4 Eastern. Yes. You like playing in the afternoon versus night?
4: Um, yeah, I do, actually. I don't know. A
1: little earlier, just get it over
4: it? No, just don't have to wait around all day. Oh, excited. that's a good point.
0: Yeah, that's a fantastic point. College yeah. football guys get to do it. Why not women's volleyball every now and again? Yeah. Uh, Mary, it's been great to talk to you. We appreciate the time on a game day. We wish you the best uh, to you and your knee brace, Amber. And we know we know you're, you're the reason Amber is great, okay? <laughs> we, we know that.
4: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always awesome.
0: You got it. Thanks, Mary. Okay, bye. Mary Lake on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: The, the, one of the most famous liberos in BYU
0: history. Everyone loves Mary Lake, man. She's a freshman, and she already set the single season record for most digs in a season. That's crazy. And she's super fun. She,
1: she did reemphasize several times, hey, this is just like any other game. I'm glad she's saying that because it's not. Yeah. It's the Sweet 16. It is the Sweet 16. It's not 16. like any other game. But, yeah, I I like this team's chances today. I, I think they can, they've been a top
0: 10 team for a while now. That means they can go in anywhere and compete. By the way, BYU is one of five teams that have made at least four consecutive Sweet 16s in this That's span. That's pretty crazy. Okay. Probably
1: Nebraska, Penn State, Penn State, State in there.
0: And oh, somebody else. It's, been, it's all powers. So I'm like, wow, BYU is. BYU's
1: is power in college
0: volleyball they, right they're now. They're expected to get to the Sweet 16. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Very cool. Ladies take on Texas in Austin today. For Eastern. ESPNU. You can watch it. Watch it live on ESPNU. We, we're having a white elephant Christmas party
1: with our staff. We're going to be watching it during that. It's going to be awesome.
0: Whoever scheduled the white elephant Christmas party during the game, I like. Because it's like, yeah, yes. I think it, probably it's a, it's a
1: true party. I think it was Caitlin.
0: Yeah. There you go. And yeah. we
1: did watch it last year. The Sweet 16 match. How about that?
0: What movie or TV show, speaking of watching things, best describes BYU men's basketball and their season at this point? At YFANGIRL underscore JB says, Inception. Yeah. She agrees with Jerem. Yeah. Wondering what reality we're in during the last few games. And we're waiting for a train. <laughs> the tournament train. Didn't
1: even think about that one. At Cougars forever. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Not flawless. Not great all the time. Not heroes. But legends with potential for greatness. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. I watched The Arrow, though, and The Flash. At
0: Goog's fifty-three, the office, especially the basketball episode. (laughs) Michael can't hit the three-ball, but they still end up winning.
1: All right, uh, let's pick teams. uh, Stanley, obviously. (laughs) Why obviously? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, No reason. (laughs) Such a great episode. Up next, the award-winning Cougars in the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it, Spencer.
4: It's time for the Cougar whip Around Football.
0: Today is day two of bowl practice for the
1: Cougars. Yesterday was the first media availability. Quarterback Tanner Mangum told us and the media he's looking to... I'm
0: looking to finish what Taysom started.
1: Watch post-practice interviews on facebook.com slash Sports. At 1.30 Eastern time, no lightsabers will be taken to the game.
0: Ty Detmer is one of six Silver Anniversary Award winners from the NCAA. Very cool deal. He is the fourth BYU Cougar ever to receive that award. I'm a big deal, Spencer.
1: Men's basketball. Cougars play the guys on a buffalo from Colorado tomorrow at 10 Eastern time on BYU Radio and ESPN2. Big game for the Cougars. NCAA tournament at large hopes.
2: Volleyball.
0: 13th seeded BYU in Austin to take on Texas in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Women's Volleyball Tournament for Eastern on ESPNU. We just talked to Mary Lake. She said, we're preparing like it's any other game. But it's not, right?
1: Amy Boswell was named the 2016 College Sports Information Directors of America Division I Academic All-American of the Year.
0: Wow. Cougars
1: in the NFL. But first, the men's volleyball team ranked third in the ABCA preseason season poll. Now Cougars in the NFL. Okay,
0: Daniel Sorensen had eight tackles last night in a Kansas City Chiefs win over the Raiders. Ziggy Don't say that Ansa. too loud. Ben Bagley's in the control. It's okay. The Raiders are 10-2. and two. They're still really good. They're going to be up fine. Ziggy Ansa and the Lions play the Chicago Bears. John Denny and the Miami Dolphins take on the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday.
1: Jimmer Kudan scored 47 points in an overtime win for the Shanghai Sharks. Gay Gaiwo he scored nine of the Sharks' 11 overtime points.
0: He had 47. Pretty Cougars great. overseas. Chase Fisher had seven points, two rebounds, and two assists yesterday. That's 40 less than Jimmer. That's yeah. Jimmer scored 47.
1: Women's basketball hopes to have someone score 47 against Utah tomorrow at Huntsman Center on, at 7:30 Eastern on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network.
0: Swimming and diving. Peyton Sorensen named the Swimmer of the Week by College Swimming Magazine and Male Athlete of the Week by the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation.
1: Love the Federation, dude. I love the Star Trek movies. I think uh, they've really resurrected that franchise.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Danny Sorensen's
1: having a week. First, he was mentioned on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Well, he was made fun of, but he was mentioned. Um, And then he had eight tackles in the win last night. So Daniel Sorensen.
0: The Chiefs are in first place in the AFC West, 10-2. and two. Well, how about that? Andy Reid, BYU alum, doing work. What Led movie or Ute. TV show best describes the BYU hoop season at this point? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
4: It's Twitter time.
0: At Melocopter, Star Wars, young and inexperienced, but strong in the force. Just waiting to find <laughs> out if Coach Larry Kay is Mika's dad. And Eric Mika will finish what Trey <laughs> Claystead started. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Tanner. <laughs> at our greenhouse, Seinfeld, a team about nothing. No real Seinfeld. identity, but fun to watch. Did you say Seinfeld? No, I said Seinfeld. You said Seinfeld. I don't. It did, didn't mean to. It was, oh, okay, an, okay. it was a mistake. I'm just then. like, that's the greatest TV show of all time. Jerem, really? Yes, I know we it's will Seinfeld. finish
1: what you started, Spencer. Hey, Jamal Williams bowled a 230, by the way. We thought Tanner's 227 was amazing. 230 from Jamal.
0: Does he have a 200 plus t shirt to prove it? Was it in a class? Gotta take a He tweeted it. it. That is impressive. Holy cow. Our elite tweet of the day at Jazz. <laughs> Obviously lost. Everyone was so pumped when it started. Now we have no clue where this thing is going or how <laughs> it will end.
1: Are we dead or are we alive? I don't know.
0: Thanks to all of our guests. Show on demand. Download the podcast for Jeremy. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Bob Quinney. Walt. Back to work on Monday.